Welcome to Inside Monster Jam, powered by Lucas Oil. I'm Scott Jordan, and we are now past World Finals 22, but the effects are still lingering, and we're going to dive into that as well as talk about what went on Saturday night at Nissan Stadium. So right now, we're going to Kersville, North Carolina, on the Great Clips Hotline as I am joined by Bryce Kenny. Bryce, welcome back to Inside Monster Jam. Hey, thanks, Scott. Excited to be back on. Let's talk about the schedule, man. It was uh, absolutely a, a long week for everybody. We had the you know media day, parade, press conference, practice, qualifying, pit party, the charity event, the award ceremony, plus the four competitions in one day. Three of those you were a part of. So how was your mental and, and physical state as the week progressed in Nashville? Well, I'll say this, uh, starting physically, I was, I went into the week cutting out all sugar because apparently I'm at the age where sugar will affect my energy level right about 4 PM in the afternoon. So I knew going into that day, of course, you want to stay hydrated with the insane heat and stuff, but, uh, apparently I'm at that stage where I'm, I'm having to watch my diet, which is the most devastating thing of everything. But, uh, no, it, it was really about just preparing for really the mental side of it, which would be those long days and making sure that you're staying sharp, uh, making sure that you're uh, preparing mentally for, for the demands of everything. And, and also, you know, you want to go into the pit parties and stuff like that. When you get to engage with the fans, you want to make sure you have high energy. And that was probably the thing I was most concerned about was you don't want to mail it in. You don't want to, you know, get to the point where you actually get to interact with the fans and now you're just too exhausted from the demands of the week. Uh, but I actually felt great. So my plan going into it, limiting sugar, which I had to cut out tea, uh, sweet tea. That was the hardest part of my week. I, and I hate to say it that way, but it was. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we got through it. And I, I would say it took me a couple of days physically, uh, probably longer mentally with how my day went. But uh, uh, it took me a couple of days physically after Nashville to recover. I, I tried to cut out sugar too, which worked for me, but I had a bad night of White Castle that did not work for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I felt the effects of that for most of the week. Um, so now that we've had some time to, you know, recover and, and kind of recuperate a little bit, how, how are you feeling now? Uh, physically or mentally? Both. Both. Uh, I, it, after about a week, you know, it, it felt like it was such a, for me personally, it felt like it was such a missed opportunity across the board. Um, and that's really hard to say because, you know, we, we don't want to, as a Monster Jam driver, you never want to complain. I mean, we're, I'm living the dream. I'm living a lot of people's dream, right? I get to drive a Monster Jam truck for a living. Um, and so it's hard to say, oh, man, our, our week was tough because, you know, we at least got our breaks. We at least got, you know, we got we're always well taken care of by the organization, uh, but man, you know, when even even being parked on the opposite end of the stadium and every time that you have to go out to the car or run back to the locker room, you know, it's at, it might be a mile walk. I never I never really looked at that. But, you know, and when it's 95 degrees and it, it feels like 109, um, that's really tough. But, you know, you, you go into those weeks with hope. Right. That's that's the everything about world finals. It's it's about feeling hopeful that this is your weekend. Right. This is the weekend that you get to etch your name into history. And, and so, you know, I, I, I read a book that says hope deferred makes the heart sick. And I think that after the hope went away and after my Saturday night went the way it did, and it wasn't all bad. And that's the hard thing. You know, we're, I'm, I'm human. We're all humans. And I think that a lot of times we let the bad outshadow the good. Um, and there was a lot of great things that happened that weekend for me too. But I will say that that hope was quickly deferred. And after the hope kind of went away and, and, and my day, uh, went the way it did, man. I would say that my heart was sick for for quite some time, and uh, you know. But now I'm back on the saddle. You know, it's it's it, we got knocked down pretty far, pretty hard, 
but now it's about what can we how, how what can we learn from this and how do we move on from it and make ourselves better because we still have to take that opportunity to, to etch our names into history. And you mentioned bringing it to the fans, which you've always done throughout your career. You're one of the, the most personable Monster Jam drivers that we have in the sport. Um, but they, they were everywhere, man. It, it, the fans, World Finals, if you've never been out there, it's, it's, an inclusive, it's, it's an inclusive event. So you can see drivers, hosts, everybody everywhere in, in the city. And the fans were everywhere. And, and so you always had to be on. You always had to be on your game no matter what you were feeling. Uh, and, and talk about what it means to you that fans, you know, come out to these events and see you through all of this and, and take the time to and spend their money to come out and, and meet you. Well, I'll, I'll say this, the, the, there were two fan moments for me that stuck out. First of all, after the high jump competition, after the storm hit, right. And all the fans and we, and we had to, we had to, 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 to change up the pit party and stuff. Well, I was still changing and I was still uh, getting out of my fire suit and stuff like that. When the pit party reopened, after high jump and stuff was over and I went out there and I wasn't sure whether I should wear my medal. I was very proud of the fact that I got a podium finish, um, even though I desperately wanted the gold medal. But, you know, at the end of the day, the fact that I got to walk away with hardware from the high jump competition, man, that was a dream come true. But I went out there and there on the fence line were all of these fans just yelling and waiting for, for, for some of the drivers that weren't back at the pit party when it had reopened, like some of us that were in the high jump competition, yelling for us, you know, me and Ryan and, and Cynthia Gautier and Camden Murphy, and, and to go up to that fence and just take as many pictures as we could and, 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 uh, and sign those things that the fans hadn't gotten to at that point, man, that, that was awesome because of how grateful and appreciative they were. And the second, the second fan moment for me and I, the rest of my life, I will be trying to figure out, how this was their reaction. But after my freestyle run, <laughs> which was essentially me making a corner, turning a cor the truck around a corner and lining up for my first jump before the truck died, you know, I, I got out of the truck and, and, and as I was getting carted off of the track and back to the locker room for them to recover the truck and, you know, and I'm looking up the fans, they're cheering and they're giving me a standing ovation that that shouldn't happen. I should have been booed out of the stadium for the fact that there was so much, uh, uh, anticipation for that freestyle competition. I didn't even get to compete and, and, uh, and, and I'm waving to them. I'm telling them, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm kind of hitting, hitting my chest and, and they're yelling for me, standing ovation, cheering to encourage me like that. That to me is absurd. And I don't think that any other organization, any other fan base would have shown grace for a situation like they were giving to me. And for the rest of my life, man, that that's what, that that will put my heart into the, the 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 hands of the Monster Jam fans more than anything else I've ever experienced in the sport. Well, we'll talk about that coming up. And, and Bryce, I've been booed out of a stadium before. Trust me, you don't want, you don't want that feeling. It <laughs> comes with the territory. Coming up yeah, next, yeah. yeah, coming up next, we'll spend more time with Bryce Kenny. So stay right where you are. More inside Monster Jam, powered by Lucas Oil, is next. Welcome back to Inside Monster Jam, powered by Lucas Oil. I am joined on the Great Clips Hotline by Bryce Kenny as we talk about World Finals 22. Let's talk about your start to the, 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 the weekend, which was amazing for you. You fourth in qualifying. You finished third in a high jump, as you mentioned. And, and then you go into racing with one of the fastest, the fastest time in round two. So at that point, your confidence had to be at an absolute all-time high, correct? I'll be honest. I thought it was my night. I, it was, it was that moment where I'm saying, this is for me. I had the eye of the tiger. Um, the truck felt very fast. I knew my turn points and I didn't even know I had the fastest 
time of round two either because we couldn't see anything. They just, the winner went back up top and I didn't even know if I had lane choice until they were sending us up to the starting line block. So uh, yeah, I felt really good, really fast and thought, man, this is the, this is the time that I get this world finals racing championship. So you get to round three and then that's when the night started to uh, get a little progressively worse for you on the track. What happened in racing to the truck that, that started to cause that, that, that fall down in the competition? So as soon as I came off of the starting line and we go down the, the, uh, the, the, the ramps, essentially, as soon as I hit that first race roller, which was meant to kind of get the, the truck upset before setting it into that first turn, um, I felt the truck die. So right over that roller, basically at the bottom of the the, the race lane ramp, and uh, man, it, it, all of a sudden my heart stopped, right? Because I'm, I'm going into it, and I still pitched the truck into that first turn. I hit the rear steer, and it set up perfectly, and it was and it was fine in hopes that maybe the truck would refire and restart and come back alive, and I could finish that run. And I was still even with Corey Rummel, and I w- the truck was shut off the in, that entire straightaway essentially. So um, it, we were on a fast pass again, and um, the EFI system essentially just died. And and uh, what it did is it it canceled out the tune for the EFI system, and so the the, the system was no longer telling uh, the 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 EFI system to send fuel to the motor, and that's what caused it to die. So I still had power on the truck. I still had voltage for the rear steer, and everything like that was working, but there was no system telling the motor how to run itself. And so it, it quit right there. And, and we were, you know, we were desperate to say, well, okay, so we lost our opportunity in racing, but that's not the end of our night, right? Let's get over it. Let's move on from it. And, uh, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's turn our sights on to freestyle. Your crew chief, Matt Del Santer, won uh, UNOH co-technician of the year. So recognized as one of the best in the business. So when you bring the truck back to the pit area, what, what is Matt doing? What does Matt say? Because this is electronic. There's, there's, this is not a mechanical issue that he needs to start wrenching away on. So what is, what is he doing back there? Well, immediately he's getting the rest of the, the technicians to to help him, right? Saying, "Hey, let's let's look at everything." And and he was changing out battery terminals. And uh, we've got a uh, an individual that's just an expert. He's a wizard when it comes to the electrical components on these trucks. But I will say that the EFI systems are probably our Achilles' heel. And I don't mean that from a quality standpoint. I mean that from you know, it's, it's a lot of technology. It's not just what motors used to be. This is a system that downloads a tune onto itself. And if that tune gets deleted, yeah, these guys know how to re-download the tune, but it it doesn't just, it doesn't just delete the tune from itself for no reason. And there's a lot of components tied to that. So Matt jumps into, let's check every fuse. Let's check every wire. If we have the time, let's do everything we can to make sure this doesn't happen again. Um, And we even have that wizard, uh, his name, we call him uh, affectionately Ferrari, uh, because he could work on everything and he actually used to work on Ferraris, but he, he came in and, 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 you know, uh, chased down what he thought was the problem and, uh, and, and gave it what we thought was going to be the solution. Let's go out there and run freestyle. Right. So you still have one competition left and still a chance for redemption. So at this point you're still ready to rock, right? Yeah, absolutely. We're optimistic, right? It's, it's, you know, you can get disappointed, but move on. You still have more work to do that night and we can kind of lick our wounds uh, later after the event is over. So now as you're, you're sitting back there, we talked about what Matt was going through. What, what is, and, and your, your confidence still, still trying to get it, but were you kind of pacing back and forth and trying to figure out, okay, <laughs> what, what's next? What do I do here? Or were you just yeah. go off to a quiet space and, and, and let them handle what they had to do? I'll be honest. I, I did not feel, and this isn't a knock on our technicians because there's so much stuff going on. I did not think there was enough urgency 
behind the scenes um, because the EFI stuff gives me the most heartburn because there's not very many uh, of us that understand how it works and if it throws us a curveball. Um, I was the one that was kind of like, guys, what, what about this? What about that? You know, and, and going to the, the technician manager and saying, you know, I remember he looked at me and said, hey, we've got an hour and 20 minutes. Like, it's okay. And I said, we don't have an hour and 20. We got 30 <laughs> minutes. Like, yeah. let's go. Yeah. Let's find what this what this problem is. Who do we need to to get up here? And so, you know, looking back, hindsight's 2020. I, I do wish there was a lot more urgency. But at the same time, we we thought we found the solution for the truck and we did it within that 30 minute time frame. So I was frantically trying to get anyone that was free that wasn't working on their truck or preparing for their freestyle competition run uh, to come over there and just start looking at stuff, check every wire, do everything we can to make sure we can go out there and run. And the night was not over for you. And up next, we are going to go behind the scenes with the freestyle run that never was on Inside Monster Jam Powered by Lucas Oil. Welcome back to Inside Monster Jam, powered by Lucas Oil. This week, I am joined by Great Clips Mohawk Warriors, Bryce Kenny, as we are on the Great Clips hotline from Kernersville, North Carolina. We're talking about your week in Nashville, Bryce, and that progression from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. So this brings us to freestyle. And when I put out on social media that you were joining me, that was what everybody wanted to talk about was the freestyle run. You hit the track, you come out with a vengeance. We had you back, and then the clock never starts. So... Let's talk about the EFI system again and what that did for you for freestyle. Yeah. So essentially when, you know, what took us out of racing was the fact that we've talked about before where the EFI system deleted its tune. So it has a, a downloaded tune uh, that most of the monster jam trucks run that our engine builders are comfortable with that tells it how much fuel and how to react to certain situations. Well, when that code gets deleted, the system doesn't know how to run itself. And that's exactly what happened for some reason when it was under power. And as soon as I turned the corner lined up for that first jump, it deleted its tune again. And so it, 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 there was no way that I could sit there and re-download it. Now in the moment, I didn't know that that's what happened. I didn't know that uh, I was just hopeful that we could get the EFI system to work again. And so my reaction was actually to start hitting the EFI screen. Now, anyone that knows how these systems operate uh, would agree with me. There's a 0.00001% chance that that's going to be the solution. You know, you're, I'm sitting there hitting it, just hoping if it's a loose wire connection, maybe it pulls it back together and starts working again. And if you noticed, if any of the fans noticed, I'm, I'm hitting the screen a couple times and then I'm going down and trying to fire the truck back up and it wasn't firing. I'd hit it again. I was firing again, hitting it. Well, it looked like I was just throwing an absolute tantrum and hitting the dashboard and everything else. There was more purpose behind it, even though the likelihood of that being our fix was extremely small. <laughs> well, and, and like Lloyd Christmas said in Dumb and Dumber, you're telling me there's a chance. You know, you yeah, gotta, that's, you gotta take yeah, that's chance. exactly how I felt. <laughs> you know, anything that might yeah. get us fired back up and can make this run, right. I was willing to do it. So, well, and. For, you know, up in the broadcast booth, you know, I, I had a bird's eye view of, of what was going on. I could see you down in the truck. I could also see, you know, you, you they had a great in-cab view of you on, on, the, on the video board at Nissan Stadium. So everybody, I mean, you know, 35,000 people watching you beating this thing and it did look <laughs> like you were just trying to punch the truck now now i i made a comment to adam insignap that I, I i've known you for a long time and i've only ever seen you mad you know once and i said that's not the bryce kenny that i know down there yes he gets fired up but i've never yeah. seen him actually do that so that makes a lot of sense that you were you were trying to 
uh, you know, get the EFI system to get that, you know, zero, 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 zero point one percent chance and not just saying, you know what, I'm going to just beat the crap out of the great club Smallhawk warrior because right. I can't yeah. do this. But, you know, again, fans see a different angle. So it's, it's good yeah. to tell that story because that's a lot of the feedback on social media was, man, he was angry, but yes, yeah. you were and, angry. And now I, I listen, I, I'll be the first to admit after I knew it was officially over, I was mad. Yeah. Right. I threw my steering wheel down. I got out of the truck from that point where the steering wheel comes off to me getting off the floor. I was furious. So, I, you know, I'm not going to make it sound like I was just had this perfect reaction the whole time. I think the unfortunate thing is it was such a prolonged reaction. If it looked as if I was hitting stuff and and then I'm throwing the steering wheel. Then I get out of the truck and I throw my gloves in the recovery cart. I think it's the total perception of that that makes it look like it was this 90-second tantrum. But, uh, you know, and I don't regret how I, I reacted totally. I, I'm an intense guy. Um, I'm an emotional guy. I'm going to react in a way to, to that shows that, you know, look, this is not acceptable to me and on the biggest stage in the world. And I let the fans down. But a lot of people thought that the truck may have gotten shut off and Monster Jam didn't let me run. But that's not true at all. It was purely that EFI system that let us down. And we've got to make sure that that type of thing does not happen at a Monster Jam World Finals ever again for any truck, for any driver. Was there ever an option since the clock didn't start for you to go back and try to get it fixed and then give it another shot later on? I, I know there was a huge delay. I was and we never were already told. Behind, but- and I think that that, I think if there's a complaint I would have, it's that, right? I think that we should have had an opportunity to go back and fix it and let me make the run. I think the way the day was going, I think Monster Jam wanted to just move on and and the chance of it happening again. You know, what if I, what if all of a sudden they found it and I was the last truck out of the night and it happens again in midair of my first jump? And then that's the way the world finals end. So, you know, it, I, I, I was disappointed, but I, you also have to look at this holistically that maybe that's not what the event needed. Bryce Kenny needed that. The Great yeah. Clips Mohawk Warrior team needed that. But maybe the Monster Jam fans didn't need that at that point with all the remarkable moments going on. Yeah, and I think as far as the, the delay caused a huge effect in that too with the rain and everything. So let's talk about, let's move past World Finals now. We got that story out, which is great for our fans. But what's next for you? I know we have some summer uh, events coming up. Uh, what's going on in the world of Bryce Kenny as far as Monster Jam and, and, and life goes? Well, I'm excited about doing a lot of speaking engagements this fall. Um, actually, I've got a book coming out. It's called Geared for Life. It's coming out in September. And, and honestly, I will say that, that that reaction on Saturday night I remember thinking to myself, you know, you can write a book all you want, but if you can't practice what you preach, you know, you shouldn't be uh, you shouldn't be on a stage or writing a book. And, and I remember thinking, I need to switch gears. And that's really what that book is all about. You know, I don't believe that there's a bunch of secrets to life. I think that there are gears that we all have and that we all find. And in the, the hardest moments, you have to shift into a purposeful gear. And whether it's becoming purpose-driven, which is a gear of mine, whether it's becoming built for others, that's the gear I found Saturday night, which was, look, your night didn't go that well, but shift into a different gear of becoming built for others and be the biggest cheerleader in this stadium. Because even though my day was bad, all of these other drivers have the chance to have the best day of their careers. And just like with Colt Stevens, man, I was the first one to give that guy a big giant bear hug when he took home the freestyle world championship because I was genuinely happy for him. But sometimes you got to shift into the right gear and, and keep momentum going. And so with that book being written and coming out in September, I've got a lot of speaking engagements. I'm the keynote speaker for great clips conventions uh, four conventions this fall. So I'm going to be really busy putting speeches together and talks to go out there and encourage it and use this platform for something that's bigger than myself. And that's ultimately what I've always wanted to do. Go make the impact that I can make 
and uh, use this platform for to, for the good of others. Always very inspiring and, and nice to see that you're doing stuff with Great Clips as well because they're a, an immense partner, incredible partner for us. Coming up, the fans are going to grill Bryce Kenny right here on Inside Monster Jam. So stay tuned. More coming up next. Welcome back to Inside Monster Jam, powered by Lucas Oil. I'm joined this week on the Great Clips Hotline by Bryce Kenny. Each week, I invite you to ask your questions on Instagram, Scott Jordan, MJSX. Let's get right to it. These are rapid fire. Bryce, we've got about two minutes. Monster Jam King 29 wants to know, what did you have planned for freestyle? Well, I, honestly, big air. You know, that's what we kind of got out of our system this year, big air. Uh, and I wanted to upset the truck. I had a couple cross-thread hits that I had planned because – the way to win a Monster Jam World Finals is is in it's all about the saves. And I had to generate something. So I was either going to be a hero or a zero anyway. I was going to roll the dice for 120 seconds and hope the truck stayed together and hope the track gave me something I could do, uh, you know, and have a remarkable moment with. And, and uh, yeah, I was excited for it. I was amped. Uh, Brennan Jopp wants to know, do you plan to eventually make your mohawk as big as George Ballhands or Matt Del Santos, you know, so <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So my, my Mohawk, my hair, my hair after this length, okay. It starts to thin out like that and do this number and actually starts to curl. Oh. So no one wants me to grow, grow it taller than this. Leave me alone. It'll never be as cool as George bell hands. And that's okay. It's a Bryce Kenny size Mohawk. I yeah, love it. Yeah. Nobody wants to see a curly Mohawk. Uh, this one comes from, uh, Scott, <laughs> Scott Jordan, MJ SX. Are you ever going to have me on your freaking podcast? <laughs> Are you ever going to have me on the podcast? I've been, Man, I've been I... asking for, for like three years now and I've got a story to tell. I tell all the stories, Bryce. Nobody wants to tell mine. <laughs> Look, you're right, Scott. And guess what? I am you in our podcast because Adam Anderson never asks me any questions anyway. And that's what I give him a hard time about. But we've got to get Gears and Nachos. We got to get it going again. Adam and I just got lazy this year with it, man. I don't I think we did like two episodes the whole season. I want you on it. I need you on it, Scott Jordan. Please be on Gears and Nachos. And you can be the the part of bringing the show back to life. I love that. We'll call it that one, Gears and Boy Bands. Uh, Bryce, thanks so much for joining me, man. I appreciate it. Looking forward to a great summer from you and hope to see you back on the track soon. That's all the time we have. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you right here next time on Inside Monster Jam, powered by Lucas Oil.